Hello, and welcome to Educational Triage, where we discuss issues in alternative education. This is a discussion about teaching by teachers, for teachers, and others who are interested in the alternative education world. We hope you find today's episode relevant, engaging, and useful. And if you do, please subscribe. I'm Tony Hunt, and I'm here to help guide you with the help of my friends, Christy and Philip. And welcome back to Educational Triage. Today, I'm joined with Philip. Aloha. And it's just the two of us, it looks like today. So we will just head out into them, thar hills. Um, and today's episode is our Charter Schools Alternative. And this is quite the conundrum, and it's also very enigmatic as far as what is a charter school and what is alternative school. So I am going to say that one official response I received was that there are many alternative schools that appear as charter schools and many charter schools that look like alternative schools. Um, what? <laughs> no, I understand well, what that you're saying. that was thoughtful. Yeah. Okay, that was it. Now, <laughs> next week's episode is... No, that's, that's... <laughs> So, well, first of all, I think what we no, need to true. do is we need to realize that in... Not in, in... What we need to realize is not every state recognizes charter schools as alternative schools. No, they're not actually so, recognized as alternative schools per se. But they are. Yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah. It depends on the state's definition and where they fall under that umbrella. In the general sense of it all, yes, they are alternative, but um, in the sense that it's an alternative to mainstream. So I think today yeah. we're going to talk about what are charter schools, what are some of the arguments around charter schools, and what are some of the ways that alternative education and charter schools align? Well, yeah, the, my, my research as I went around and around with it kind of led essentially to different questions about charter schools and, and led then to my, my questioning the entire system uh, under which charter schools and quote public schools of which charter schools are. Charter schools are considered public schools, at least by funding. Um, so they're, they're structured. Not necessarily. Well, uh, there are private charter schools. There are. There are. And that's a different... Well, that's true. But the thing about charter schools now, essentially, is that they're in the same um, funding pool as public schools. They take, they take that same funding and then they use that funding to come up with the funding for charter schools, which are awesome because charter schools, some of them use those funding, that, that funding to create great programs in schools, schools essentially, not programs. And they use it and the alternatives are all put in there. They're small environments, they're small numbers, all, all the key things are there. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, there's abuse with charter schools. Um, it's, there's ways where they're not for-profit but there's ways that they hire consultants that are profitable. And then there's ways that 
they make money on that. And there's also ways that charter schools like shut down <laughs> in the middle of like school years and leave students high and dry charter schools. There's been charter school abuse in certain areas and there's, there's other dilemmas, you know, that of the same charter school system being both very positive and very negative at the same time. It's very strange. I love them. Well, I think it depends on who you speak to. Well, I mean, for example, um, well, okay, not to get too political, um, in Michigan, um, okay, so don't want to big drop the big name, the DeVosses. Okay, let's not talk about Betsy DeVos, but her husband, William DeVos, is associated with a charter school, and it's got an aviation theme to it. And the kids mm-hmm. are extremely jacked about being there. They're in uniforms. Um, they fly planes. I mean, if you're into aviation... I believe he's he's directly involved in this charter school. This is the place to be. I mean, you're in the classroom, um, the dress code and the uniform code, just the code of, of conduct is that of, you know, you're flying a plane. It's not like a military, but, you know, the kids take it very seriously and they study really hard. And he's being interviewed and he says, yeah, I mean, this is a very, very, it's a good program. You know, we cover you know, all the high school curriculum. Plus, you know, we're teaching them to be pilots. These kids really study to get here and, and it's a really good program. We got this. They show the school. It's beautiful. I mean, wow, I would love to go there. It's hands-on. They fly planes. Um, instructors are top-notch. And um, he said, who would not want to go here? And I said, I don't know if that's what you want to do. Who wouldn't? And then on the other side, there was this woman that said, okay, well, so um, No Child Left Behind came along. And, and one by one, the schools weren't performing. They got closed down. Well, then the schools went away. She said the charter schools came in. And they said, yeah, well, we're your choice. And she said, yeah, you're the one choice. And so we got offered the one choice, the one charter school. And she said, then that came through. And then that shut down halfway through the one school year. So then we had to go to another charter school that was even further away. And so their choices were not, you know, the high caliber aviation school. Their choices we're sort of a come as come gets uh, business model sort of charter school choice, and so you're looking at same state Michigan. You're going, hmm. Now it's not looking so good. It's sort of looking like one side's getting more shady, and one side's the true way it should work. You know that one model by DeVos in the aviation school, and I'm thinking, dang, the whole system seems to be kind of like not equipped. For small environment, um, focused learning like a real true alternative environment would give you the ones that we kind of we kind of have a foundational belief in relationships first, um, focused study, uh, small environment, um, small focused student led learning groups, things like that. Okay, so I think you bring up some really good points on there, and I want to jump back to let's look at what is a charter school what's the fundamental yeah um, yeah, nature of what a charter school actually is and it is and this is according to publiccharters.org they are independently operated public schools that have the freedom to design classrooms that meet the students needs that sounds alternative doesn't it Certainly does. All charter schools operate under a contract with a charter school authorizer, usually a nonprofit organization, government agency, or university 
that holds them accountable to the high standards outlined in their charter. It is Mm -hmm. common to see charter schools led by former teachers who wanted to take the lessons they learned in the classroom and apply those lessons to an entire school. So, for example, the aviation school, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of lines of, say, a magnet school. You know, that would be, I would, something I could do. Yeah, I love that. Well, a magnet school is a little different. A little bit, but it's a focused sort of, yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, because a magnet school wouldn't be just aviation. I think my understanding is that a charter school operates under a theme. And yeah, a that would be a theme. Would school. operate. Yeah, yeah. I'd say a right. theme. Right. And and what they get, I know that here, that yeah. charter schools and alternative schools that are under the auspices of a public school, yeah, in our state, um, yeah. receive eighty percent of what it takes to educate a child in the yeah. regular mainstream school that authorizes it, because this is how I um private contract alternative school would get. And so they take, they don't do anything. They don't get anything different than what those get. Mm-hmm. And then, um, because the district keeps 20% for administrative costs okay, and yeah. then they roll with it. Now I do know that, uh, the unions don't like them because they're not paying into, the union and that they uh-huh. don't have to be unionized. Um, sometimes the teachers don't need to be, Oh, I'm not sure about licensure for the, um, for the teachers. No, the they staff. don't need, I don't believe they have to have licensure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they have to have teachers licenses or what's going on. I'm not really positive. Um, but, in Oregon, they do design everything around that theme. So, for aviation, the math would be designed around aviation. That um, the yeah. reading and writing would have something to do around that. They they could deviate a little bit, but majority of everything that they do is about aviation. Um, yeah. A school that that, at, but there are also charter schools that are mm-hmm. run by hedge funds for example yeah because of the yeah it's big business and so that would be yeah right and so that's the one that you're talking about where they could easily um fold in the middle of the year Mm -hmm. for whatever reason if it was unless there was some reason why the state or the school district would shut them down maybe it's because they didn't have enough kids or who knows and that's uh, been the or maybe that's been one of the complaints teachers. against DeVos, that the DeVos's and their ilk are making money off this, a lot of money. Um, yeah. Well, they're gone. So, the um, but remember that charter schools suddenly hit with a storm mm-hmm. by force. They um, did back in the nineties, and I do remember. <laughs> sitting around my dining room table with the latest version of the charter school bill in Oregon, which made absolutely no sense. I mean, it was incomprehensible, the things that they were, that what they were trying to get going. Um, It it just felt like a scam. And so there were three of us who met at my house and we rewrote the bill so that it made some kind of sense 
and we had we turned that into the um, alternative ed organization's secretary. Um, we had a we hired a secretary to work for right. us, not necessarily the organizational secretary, and she typed it up for us, and then we took it down to present, and we presented that in the House subcommittee, oh, and okay. it helped. I th- believe that that's one thing that helped. I'm not going to go any further than the fact that it may have helped because it put some salient thought into what was going on at the time. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, there were a lot of private contract alternative schools who were, who were seriously considering going the charter route, charter school way. Huh? Interestingly enough on. in Oregon, charter schools are um, 44% of them, 44.6% of them are rural, as opposed to uh, 20.8% of them being um, urban and 19.8% right? being suburban. Yeah. So Where'd the majority of them are serving white kids in the rural areas. Yeah. Of the 136. Maybe in some programs. rural areas. Because. Yeah. The interesting thing is that there is a huge um, school districts and some departments of ed are mm-hmm. worried because a goodly number of charter schools in the urban setting, they f- fear that they are segregating children of color mm-hmm. and that they are that more children of color are in the charter schools. And it's taking away from their population in the mainstream schools. And so that's one argument that people have on them. Mm. I find that really kind of interesting um, because if they're running from crumbling infrastructure and maybe the parents feel that there is something better to be had Mm. at the charter school rather than in the public system. Yeah. California has uh, the 54.2% urban, you would expect, you would think, you know, you would assume, mm-hmm. you would assume things. I mean, they have a serious problem. The, but they also, um, the California funds 61% from districts for charters. So each district will fund 61% of a charter program. So that's pretty, that's pretty. Well, high. I know that our state does not consider charter schools. They're a completely different animal in our in our in our mm. um in our state it used to fall oh. under we did used to have charter schools and home schools um under the alternative ed umbrella uh, okay and then sometime between 2008 and 2000 and i'm going to take a gander 19 18 or 19 something happened and I don't know what, but they no longer fell into that category. Huh? So it's, 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 it's rather interesting, I think. So there's no state, there's Um, no funding for charter schools. They have to be privately funded. I mean, there's no like district funding. Well, the district funding would treat them as a private contract school. So yeah, there's funding because the the because if they're public, then the money follows the child, but only eighty percent. 
So let's I say see. that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's say that it's fourteen thousand dollars a this child, year. or I whatever see. it is. Then mm -hmm. multiply that by 0.8, and you have how much money that they're going to be getting. I get it. Okay. So probably around ten thousand dollars per kid. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is, is the kids are getting, they, the majority of those, the majority of charter schools, almost all charter schools provide a college track for the students. And that's the end goal is that the children will be put on a college track. I get it. So they, so the quality of education that they're getting is well the parents are very involved the students many of them if it's a good charter school they go into a lottery and so it becomes something that people really want if you ever watch the movie i believe it's waiting for superman um it goes through that entire process of that and is that the right movie that i'm thinking of philip now yeah you're i believe it is yeah i'm sorry i was yeah, i'm sorry yeah i believe it go. was I was clicking around looking at figures here. Yeah, I was I was taken by the free and reduced price lunch stuff, actually. Da -da. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of free and reduced price lunch eligibility stuff going on with charter schools. I was just taken back by. You're right about free. Uh, well, waiting for Superman. Yeah. Well, you know, the demographics are really kind of surprising, but they Aren't are they? parents yeah. who want to want their children to find a way out of poverty. Many of them. Yeah, they don't like sense. the. They don't like the. They want their children to be able to be successful, and they don't see that happening for whatever reason in Parents. their public school. Golly, what are they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these parents just want more for their kids. Jeez, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, it's. It seems to be interestingly enough that the populations that they serve are almost at least sort of typical. In Oregon, it would be white. And <laughs> in California, it was Hispanic. I looked up Michigan, and it seems to be black. And I looked up Hawaii, mm -hmm. and it's Asian Pacific Islander. Um, I hate to be mm -hmm. typical, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm, anyone want to well, guess on what, you know, Ohio might be? I don't know, but, you know, it's weird. Um, well, I yeah. think the further east, because Oregon is only 12% black. See, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying anything about but, race, but it's, there's typical but, numbers going on here. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that it's, well, it may be predominantly white, but those demographics are changing. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we take a look at yeah. all of the alternative programs that we have around, yeah, um, the white population in those programs is going downward and there are more and more students yeah. of color that are going in. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I remember that. to the point where even the Southern poverty law center accused alternative schools of being a racist tool but that's a whole <laughs> yeah. nother kettle of fish Isn't and a it? whole nother argument and so i don't want to use it as a blanket statement but um Ooh. it's something else that we can talk about yeah i mean i've got so, some ideas about that there's a we talked about the communities that got you know we had mm -hmm. communities and enclaves of certain cultures and the food because of it was awesome. And, and it did have something to do with, hey, your sister goes here and you're going there because I don't want to drive you to the high school kind of thing. And that kind of did happen. They just mm -hmm. applied there because the brother or the sister was there 
and it was kind of a good placement. They weren't always disciplinary placements. They weren't these alternative programs, as we're saying, everybody aren't always for bad kids. They're good schools. No, yes. <laughs> yeah. no. And yeah. that the, the, the charter schools are not there for discipline. They're not yeah. there for education loss. They're not mm-hmm. there for behavioral. Um, yeah. They are there for students who are geared and ready to learn. Right. And, and just because they found them, you know, groups mm-hmm. of kids of certain cultures found them and said, hey, this is the place to be. It is. It was. Yeah. The, in our case, it was. So, yeah. But yeah, they grow yeah. <laughs> Right. And and alternative schools are schools for students who are faltering in the regular classroom. And because of that, they're having discipline problems. They're having uh, motivational problems. They're at risk of dropping out. And those yeah. are not the students that you have in the charter schools. So it's really it's that it's a completely different population is, what I think, what I'm trying to say here. Who they congregate? Around, I can't recall. They congregate around these things. If they find the if they find the uh, alternative programs and they find them comfortable, can't blame them really. I did too. No. I loved it. Yeah. Well, you know what works for one kid, um, and the parents are fine, and they find that it's home. I mean, what else could you ask for than supportive parents who want to keep their kid in a program that they feel is successful? Yeah, I mean, right. what better endorsement can you ask for? And I think the same thing, and reasonably so, is is going for charter schools for the most part. Yep. Um, I believe that when I was teaching with the um, academy that did dyslexic, it was working with dyslexic kids. I believe it, that was technically a charter. It was a private academy, but. It was working directly with the dyslexic learners, which is a whole different way to learn. Um, mm-hmm. I was learning. <laughs> um, not right. being dyslexic, I had no idea. It wasn't my experience, but um, I can't imagine what it was like looking at, at letters and seeing a different code. That would be difficult. <laughs> right. I don't quite know right. how to imagine that, but Yeah. It was so yeah. <laughs> well. That's a theme. I mean, isn't that more of a theme that you can actually look at yeah. and work with? And so that would be something. Well, aviation for one, dyslexics. I mean, that's a specialized kind of service that you're providing for the pam- for the parents and for the students. It certainly was. Everything sort of centered around it. I, I noticed too that something about it. Um, it we we're talking about culture and alternatives too. Is um, at, at the eighth grade level, uh, some of the kids made decisions to go to um, either regular high schools or they went to alternative high schools um, or programs that were more mainstreamy. Um, they were larger or they stayed. And it was kind of a big choice at eighth grade. It was third through 12th that the academy served. Um, and it, I remember that last year, actually, when I was working there at the eighth grade level, some of them made the big decision to go to the, the regular high schools. And for someone with dyslexia, that's a big deal because they kind of struggle in a way that's more visible sometimes. And there's the stigma that went along with that. And they overcame that. It was kind of a big deal for them to go. 
I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to go out there and go to the regular high school and just kind of do that with my, with my dyslexia. And then some, they stayed and they said, no, I like it here. I'm going to do it here. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the uh, college from here, things like that. So there was a definite. Yeah. Well, different strokes for different theme. folks, right? Yeah. It, it just definitely had a culture, a theme to it. Um, I, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it's a charter school model, but I think they both could be cousins, if not siblings, you know, <laughs> you're talking about mm-hmm. are they alternative. Yeah. I think both are. Yeah. But being able to do whatever it is that they go into the school for and feel confident enough, especially with dyslexia, to be able to go out and practice it. I mean, different people are at different stages for different things, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. So, but are they alternative? Yeah. I mean, aren't they? There were small environments I, focused, student-led. There's small environments. There's a smaller uh, teacher-to-student ratio. Certainly was. However, it's more academic-focused. Hmm? And an alternative school, many alternative schools are defined by their population. True. So there are no placements the school district can't make any placements at a charter school and they don't necessarily make a placement at all private contract schools that are alternative. However, an alternative school will take a child. I was trying to work this out yeah, because I was writing and writing and writing and trying to figure out how to use the language. An alternative school takes a kid from where they are and then begins to work with them because not all students come to us whole. Many of them have a lot of gaps. Many of them, maybe it's from trauma. Maybe it's from a lot of moving. Maybe it's who knows why, but they have Mm -hmm. learning gaps. And so we work with them. Maybe they have some kind of problems that is not academic, but it's more social, emotional. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know, mental. But whatever it is, we try to work with that student the best that we can to get them to where we can build up their confidence, we can build up their skills so that they can propel themselves forward. I believe that with charter schools, there are rules. Many times there's uniforms. Um, And if a student isn't making adequate progress, then I don't know that that student is able to continue. In an alternative program, they are worked with so that they can make that progress. But once again, if they don't do it, then there's going to have to be a... um, a process by which the student is is put into another placement. I don't believe that they would do that with a charter school. I think they would simply say, look, you're not cutting the mustard. Either get on the horse and ride it, or you're going to have to um, find another stable. Which, and I don't know that how often that would happen. That's something I'm not really positive about. 
but I do know that with alternative ed, we try to find the best possible placement for the student. We try to work with the student as much as possible. And no, it's not primarily academics and it's not primarily thematic, even though you might. For example, my program, the students are, um, we look at various careers and we send them out to internships and they, you know, they work with the businesses and they learn different skills with those. Um, and after 50 years, it needs to be, we need to do a little bit of retooling, but I believe that a lot of that is going to happen next year and I won't be there because I retire in two weeks. Um, yeah. but I've watched the process of the person who's taking my place and it's really, it's, it's really fascinating and it's exciting, but that's what we can do. We can take these things and we can work with the kids and we can take them and put them in an uncomfortable position that's still safe. And then they learn and grow from that with charter schools. I think it's more of being back in the mainstream classroom, but with a smaller ratio of student to teacher and the students are able to get more help except for the virtual learning academies. Now there are virtual learning academies uh -huh. in charter schools. Yeah. And where they fall short is in the mathematics because they fall 25 points lower than students in the same math at the regular high school or at the regular school, which is fascinating. Yeah. I have a sneaking, I have a sneaking suspicion about charter schools. Yeah. What's that? They they just seem as smooth as sandpaper. <laughs> it it doesn't. Well, I don't like the idea of of considering them alternative. Um, because they just they seem capitalistic. I have a I have a certain theory about about the way things should be, and there's there's the public and the commons, and um. So when you're making a product, you have a product and then you have things like that are bad inventory. And when you have bad inventory as a business person, you have to get rid of it. You know, it just has to happen. And, and when you are teaching, um, you, you have bad inventory, but bad inventory comes in the form of a human <laughs> and it comes in the form of a human. That's not like thinking at the grade level and you go, that's not bad inventory. That's just somebody who's not quite making the grade level. So you can't treat them like bad inventory. So when it because comes to education, inventory. it's not, you have to invest in humans. And so you can't treat education like a business. And I think charter schools are a business model. And I think business models don't really function well when it comes to people that's what i suspect is going on here and that's been my kind of the way i've been thinking about this for a week and a half looking into it it just doesn't and matter. i don't see it as a business model i can't see it as a business model i can see it if it yeah. was being run by by a corporation yeah yeah which it can that, be that's but, kind of like but but, it's, but that's yeah. atypical that's atypical you can't just, it's like taking a group of students and throwing them all into one box. You can't do the same thing with charter schools. 
but they seem to be kind of like capable of doing that sort of thing. They're, they they no like more you said, so they than a private be, contract school. Well, how is that any contract, different than a private contract school that but gets a private the same contract funding? school shouldn't be there either. I don't believe. Simply because why shouldn't a private contract school be there? Because they're not making the because the district isn't meeting the needs of the students. Well, okay. So fundamentally, I don't think there should be any profit margin whatsoever, and that there There's shouldn't no be any limit margin because they all run as what you, no, because well, yeah. they all run as five hundred three. They're they're all run as private nonprofits. Yeah, but I, there was and an they're funded and by there. private nonprofits. Yeah, it's, they can't be run end. as a shell corporation. Okay, there I was mean, an end. Okay, sorry. Keep going. I don't. I don't want to put that out there in the universe. I mean, if somebody yeah. can show me where a school district funds a charter school that is run for profit, never mind. No, no. Go ahead. I, I, I won't. I, you know, my point's gone. Never mind. Let's, let's move on. I Come mean, on. I understand. I understand. No, I had a point, and it was I, never mind. I'll move on. Yeah, never mind. Okay, it, this doesn't work for me. But, that's all. Okay. Okay, because you see it as draining money from the. No, I don't think you. I don't think that you can invest too much in a student, and uh, I think that if you run anything like a business, there's you can invest too much into something, and I think humans, there's never a limit. That's all. But I think that once you start comparing it to a business, then you have to look at the corporate structure of our school systems. That's why I'm saying it seems fishy. Yeah, it just seems too well, much. Well, I think the whole school system sounds fishy. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Because this seems lately more they've been making fishy. teachers more into drones. Exactly, and this seems more on that side of it. It seems more of a push toward it instead of a push toward the other side. Yeah, it just seems more. No, automaton. I don't see it that way. I I don't know. It does have the possibilities no, think- of freedom. But I think it also has it hidden in it the more possibilities for abuse. That's all. But I think you could say that for almost any alternative program as well. Well, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, when it first came out, the law was like, well, hey, this is pretty liberal and shady and a little bit vague. Well, yeah. well, the law was, when it first came out, at least here in Oregon, was that if Let's say you and I put our heads together. We came up with the idea of a charter school. And let's say that we wanted to do it around, I don't know, give it to uh, running. Let's say that we're going to do it because this is your thing on mountain climbing. Sure. Okay. And because I've, I've, I've been mountain climbing Mm -hmm. and I almost, I almost joined the mountain climbing organization. Mazamas. But, yeah. but we do that. And then we and then what we would have been able to do is let's say that we weren't on good terms with the school district that we wanted to put it in. Yeah. We could go we could go on vacation, you and I, and we could drive to central Oregon and we could talk to the district there and they'd say, We love this idea. Where's it gonna be? And we say, Well, it's gonna be in the Portland metro area. And they'd say, oh, it's too bad it's not going to be here. But you know what? Maybe if it works there, you can start it up here as well. And we say, okay, great. Then we have their funding. We start it up wherever we're going to start it in the Portland area. And the district that we are located is going to fund it. 
So let's say we bring that back now. We have the okay from Bend Lapine School District in Central Oregon. We bring it to Portland. Now Portland has to fund our school. That's how it was set up. I see. Or we could have gone to a university. We could have gone anywhere. And it didn't matter where we were located. It mattered that we had the okay under the auspices of some entity dealing with education who said yes, but the district where we put the charter school was going to pay for it. So there was a huge disconnect with that whole. Uh, yeah, okay. That meant, yeah. So Jeez, that's um, geez, that was man. that was where we came in. But as a whole, um, I think that school districts have become far more corporate. Um, but I don't think that charter schools are any more corporate than uh, or, or they're basically more mom and pop shops like private contract alternative programs are. That are yeah. that are, yeah. if that makes sense to you, yeah. It just seems but, to yeah, it kind of uses market principles. I'm kind of going, oh, I can see it though. It gives choice, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's that we sure. do have to have, we do have to have choice. choice. Is good here. So yeah. here's here's some things that I found because charter schools are alternative ed, but they're not. They fall under the umbrella of alternative education in some states, but not all, depending on the state's definition of alternative. There's ways of getting around funding too in public schools schools. with the foundations, and that's another thing too. They are an alternative from mainstream (laughs) education. That's been uncovered. Designed around a theme, and students are enrolled to engage in that theme. Alternative education programs can be designed thematically as well but the curriculum is usually designed to meet regular standards and made to be accessible for the students who come in and it's changed around and manipulated to meet their academic needs. Yeah. Rather than the curriculum manipulated to meet the needs of the theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. It does. Curriculum at the charter schools has thematically designed curriculum and engages the students similarly as alternative classrooms, parents and families are usually very engaged in charter schools, and many students in alternative programs come from homes where the parents and families are surviving, doing the best they can, but are not always able to support their student academically. Yeah, low-income and minority parents also struggle sometimes to get the type of information mm-hmm. that they need to access to get those those to the schools too yeah that's true too there is somewhat of a sort of the socioeconomic gap where like the schools they are better in some of those mm -hmm. um, socioeconomic gaps too but what i will say is that charter schools tend to be sort of like free private schools yep they kind of that form yeah they're in a sense a a free less public funding it's public funding so they're a free private college prep program if that makes any sense yeah um they have to get you to the same standards for sure yeah yeah and they both have a lower teacher to student ratio both can be contracted with the local school district 
And then while both can be academically rigorous, alternative schools and programs tend to work with students <coughs> to help fill in their learning gaps, work with the whole student, and create student-centered curriculum with which the student finds success. So that means that we want the students to find success. And the same thing with the charter schools, but they are working with students with possibly a presumptive um, supposition that the students can already meet the challenges that are in front of them or will readily be able to rise up to them. And with alternative programs, students may be lagging far behind. So charter school students tend to be more on a college track while alternative students can do this they may tend to venture more towards blue-collar work. And then both serve students of color, but charter schools are pointed to as being in positions of segregation with more students of color going to these sites rather than remaining in the mainstream. So district leaders fret about losing diversity. And that goes for both alternative and charter schools. In fact, if you, if, if you are talking about the RAPSA conference, which is Reaching at Promise Students Association, um, you will find that the majority, a good majority of those charter schools are serving students of color. Um, charter schools are more easily conducted as online than a typical alternative program, which tends to be personalized, personable, and right there and accessible. If, because even if you do an alternative program that's online, there's still uh, caveats that there has to oh, be one-on-one okay. -on -one work. That makes or sense. Or in-person work that happens at the same time, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. And then charter schools tend not to need social services presence for its students as much as most alternative schools require or need because that's another because alternative schools do tend to require the access to social services medical and a lot of other services for their students and uh, yes while i'm not making the presumption that children in charter schools don't need any of that it seems that they are far less likely to have families that are in such dire need or the students are in such That dire makes need. sense. So um, what's really interesting too is that, um, and I've asked around and I've not really received any kind of remarks on this. There was a New York Times article the other day. I think it was, no, it was the Washington Post where they're talking about the Supreme Court is likely to drop a bombshell on school vouchers. And I'll put that mm. in the comments below for people to yeah. read and see what it is. So anyway, so there, you know, they're aligned so closely, but the, there are differences. Yes. No. What do you think? Yes. And no, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm my mind's made up both ways again. <laughs> I am uh yeah, it's a con it's a conundrum because yeah, 
there's ah i like it and i don't and yeah it, but it's like yeah I'm, I'm i'm firmly both feet planted in the air <laughs> there's a lot of promise and there's some abuse and and yeah it seems to be i like the idea of of the focus i like the idea of of the you know the promising the conference for the promise you know i like i like the i just like the idea i would like to do a charter school i don't like the depletion of some of the the um school district funds i know california is having a real hard problem with charter schools i don't like some people swooping in for profitable consumption of funds and then leaving town uh you know i don't like the business models um yeah so go ahead <laughs> well that said um, I'm putting a bunch of yeah. articles for people to read down in the comment section, not, not the comment section, but down below in the show notes. And then my question to everybody is what are your thoughts on charter schools? Should they be counted as alternative education? Do you, what, what do you believe about charter schools? Because like everything, there's a double-edged sword, right? There, there are many, many positives. It, it does help a lot of students, whether or not their scores. I don't know whether or not nationally they can be, if you go with the virtual, yeah, some of the scores go lower. If you go with the local, it might be, they might actually be bringing up district scores. Who knows? But math is the one that seems to be the problem. But that only came out with the virtual. It didn't, I could not find anything that it said. And I'll do some deeper digging um, for the in-person schools. So I think it teaches rigor. I think it teaches discipline. I think uh, it teaches students to be academically ready. And it, the behavior, I think, in those schools might be somewhat better than perhaps in a regular school. And I do know that in an alternative school, in a private contract alternative school, the students tend to be really, really, actually much different than they would be in a, in a regular school. So... We have, we have something that's really kind of fascinating. Mirror image in a sense. It's the same, but it's not. So I'm going to leave that to everybody. And so we will close out tonight. And we are having some technical difficulties. And so, Philip, I say goodbye. And to all of you, we will see you next week. Bye-bye.